Terry Smilfoy. I'm so glad you're watching today. I want to talk to you about your future, about your dreams, your goals, basically what you're going to do with the rest of your life. You know, I actually heard Bishop T.D. Jake say that in a message one time. He said, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Then he said, what are you going to do with the life you have left? Now, of course, he was shouting and sweating and everything, and it sounded so much more powerful than me saying it. But I want you to think about what you're going to do with the rest of your life. You know, a lot of times we quit dreaming as kids. We don't even give ourselves permission to dream anymore. In fact, I remember I was going to a conference in Austin, Texas, and this sweet lady that picked me up, she said, Terry, I know why you sound like a child. I said, please tell me. She said, because you speak to the child in us who stopped dreaming. Most of us quit dreaming when we were kids. We just think this is life. I have to settle for it the way it is. But I'm telling you, God wants you to have that childlike faith to believe anything is possible. You know, it reminds me of a story I heard about a guy named Monty Roberts. Monty Roberts was, you know, what they would consider a poor kid. That's how he described himself. He, um, his dad was a horse trainer. He said he grew up in the back of a truck, traveling all over the place. He was barely in the same school district from one year to the next. And he said he's sitting in class one day and the teacher says, like they all say, write a paper on what you want to be when you grow up. Well, you know, as children, you can usually dream as big as you can. So that's exactly what Monty did. He began writing things about how he wanted to raise thoroughbred racehorses. He said, I want to live in, you know, this huge house on 200 acres. He said he put so much thought and planning into this paper. In fact, he drew like a, a racetrack. He said he put little bunk houses and tack rooms on the picture. And he was so proud to turn his paper in the next day. We turned the paper in. And the teacher graded it, and all of a sudden he gets the paper back, and this is what it says. F, see me after class. Well, Monty was devastated, and he just asked the teacher, why did I fail? And she said to him, she said, Monty, listen, you're a poor kid. You live on the back of a truck. She said, it's my job as a teacher to not let you grow up and be disappointed. She said, for example, do you even know what land costs in the valley? You say you're going to have this horse track on the, in the valley. You don't even know what it costs. She said, listen, go home and write the paper again. Write something more realistic and I'll regrade it. Well, he said he went home that day and he was devastated. And he said to his dad, he said, dad, what do I do? His dad said, Monty, I can't tell you what to do. But whatever you decide, it's going to affect the rest of your life. So he said he thought about it. He went to class the next day. He turned in the very same paper and he said to his teacher, you keep the F, I'm keeping my dream." I love that. Well, now today, Monty Roberts has that very paper framed in his 4,000 square foot home in the valley on 200 acres where he raises those thoroughbred racehorses. He said in one year alone, he made $6 million. You keep the F, I'm keeping my dream. Well, I want to challenge you with the same thing. God has given you a dream. He's given you something on the inside of you that he wants you to pursue. There's something he wants you to accomplish during your time here on earth, and then it's over. But here's the thing, you've got to go back to that place like as a kid, use your imagination and begin thinking about your future. Everything begins on the inside before it ever shows up on the outside. You know, I think about my dad when he first started preaching. Well, actually, he hadn't even preached yet. Nobody even knew he was called to preach. Nobody was asking him to preach, but he had a dream. He knew God had called him to preach. And you know what the Lord told my dad to do? He said, I want you to go in that guest bedroom at his house and start praying for the people who one day will hear you preach. 
So dad said he went in that guest bedroom and when he closed his eyes, he said, I didn't see a bed, a dresser, a nightstand. No, he saw thousands of people and he would just start praying over the people who one day would hear him preach. Then the Lord said, kick it up a notch. He said, I want you to start typing up your notes. Get your sermon ready for one day you're going to preach it. Dad went in there to his little typewriter and typed up his notes. Then the Lord told him to kick it up another notch. He said, I want you to put your suit on as if you're going to go preach. Go in that guest bedroom and preach as if you're preaching to thousands. Now think about that. That sounds crazy. That sounds ridiculous. Sounds like a waste of time. But what was dad doing? He was causing that vision to come alive on the inside of him. I'm sure he put his little polyester suit on, <laughs> went in that guest bedroom, and he said he preached as if he were preaching to thousands. Well, my dad has preached to as many as 50,000 people in Nigeria. But it didn't begin in Nigeria. It began in that guest bedroom, Shreveport, Louisiana, preaching to a bed and a dresser and a nightstand. But my point is, you got to see it in here before it ever shows up out here. God's given you that gift of the imagination. He wants you to use it. Well, you think about in Jeremiah 1.11, God said to Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, what do you see? What do you see? Tell me what you see. Well, Jeremiah began to describe it. You know, he saw this branch, um, this almond tree shooting and blossoming in late winter. God said to Jeremiah, he said, you've seen well. And then he began to say, I'm watching over my word to perform it. To perform what? To perform what he saw. Then he came back to Jeremiah a second time. He said, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah began to tell him. Now, what if Jeremiah had said, um, nothing? <laughs> well, here's the thing. If you see nothing, you can expect nothing. You got to see something on the inside before it ever shows up on the outside. In fact, today I want to talk to you about the importance of not only having a vision for your life, but even kicking it up a notch and creating a vision board or a vision book, doing something to get those images on paper so that dream comes alive on the inside of you. You know, some of you may have heard me share stories how years ago, this was in 2006, I finally gave myself permission to dream. You know, I'd just kind of gotten into a rut of doing the same stuff year after year, never really thinking about my future, which is interesting because Henry Ford said, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is probably the reason so few engage in it. <laughs> but you think about that. When's the last time you just sat quietly and imagined your life beyond where it is today? Well, that's what I was doing. I went in my guest bedroom and I just began to dream. And I never thought that I would be sharing these dreams with other people, especially the world. I was just, I was vulnerable, but I was trying to be honest with myself about my future. And I remember I wrote five big dreams down. I said, for some reason, I see myself on television. I said, I see myself ministering on the broadcast with dad. And then I even wrote, I don't know why I see that. I've never wanted to be in the public eye, not with this voice. <laughs> I said, but for some reason, I see myself on TV. Number two, I said, I see myself writing books. And then I even wrote, I don't want to be famous. That's not it at all. But I see myself helping people through books. Number three, helping teenagers, troubled teenage girls. I said, perhaps it's because of what I went through growing up. You know, I got pregnant my last semester of college right before I graduated. I just wanted to run away. I wanted to die. I was so ashamed. And I said, I want to help these young girls make their dreams bigger than their memories. Number four, I said, I see a women's conference with a theme. 
And then I even wrote, I don't know what the theme is, but I see women coming from all over the world to these conferences. And then number five, I said, I see myself doing something in France. Now I have a degree in French, you know, and I said, I, I'm just a little girl from Texas speaking rusty French. I don't know anybody in France. I said, but I trust God. Now I took the time to write those dreams down. That comes from the Word of God. Habakkuk 2.2 says, write the vision, make it plain. In other words, it's not enough to just keep your dreams in your head. You have to write them down. Something comes alive on the inside of you when you take the time to write your dreams. Well, that's what happened to me. I finally wrote the vision and made it plain. Well, you know, most success coaches say you should imagine your life five years into the future. Because that's something you can kind of wrap your mind around, right? Well, five years later, I updated the vision board, and do you know every single thing I wrote had happened? Everything. Co-hosting the broadcast with my dad for years. This was the first time I walked in a Barnes & Noble and saw my books on the bookshelf. Here we are, the women's conference. I didn't know what the theme was. Years later, the Lord told me it was called icing. You know, icing, now I thought I was just hungry, but the Lord told me <laughs> to look up the word icing. It actually means something added to something good to make it even better. So see, I think it's one thing to get a dream for your life, but when you discover God's plan for your life, it's the icing on the cake. Well then, you know, here we are helping troubled teenagers, giving them all of our dream books and resources. And then of course, here we are in France. We've partnered with Hillsong. All my books are in French and in bookstores in Paris. But here's the thing. None of this took five years, which was amazing. But God is no respecter of persons. He just wants us to do what he said to do. He's the one who said in Proverbs, where there is no vision, the people are perishing. They're just dying. Once I actually got a vision for my life, everything began to grow. I began to grow. And the same will happen for you. It might be a vision to get out of debt. You need to add up all that debt. You need to know what that number is. Don't be afraid to see that number. Write it down. Keep it before your eyes. If you dream of, you know, getting your car paid off, uh, I like to say, you know, go get a picture of you doing the victory pose in front of your car. Call the bank. Find out how much you owe and keep that vision before your eyes. See, you have to give yourself permission to dream. That's where it starts. And then take the time to write that vision. You know, John Maxwell said, thinking precedes achievement. He said, nobody just stumbles upon success and then says, wait, how did I get here? No, the greater your thinking, the greater your potential. So if I were you, when this broadcast ends, I would go somewhere by myself, maybe even set the alarm on your phone for five minutes. Tell the family, leave me alone for five minutes and just think, just listen for God. What is he telling you to get serious about? Is it about losing weight? Is it about going back to school? Is it about a promotion? Is it about starting your own business? Maybe writing a book that's been in your heart for years and you just keep putting it off and putting it off. Get serious about what God's telling you to do. So, you know, I shared with you the importance of writing your dreams. Well, you know, the success world knows this principle. In fact, you may have even read the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You know, he went out and interviewed 500 millionaires to find out what they practiced that's made them so successful. Now back then, this was people like Alexander Graham Bell, Thomas Edison, John D. Rockefeller, Charles Schwab. I mean, these were the wealthiest people in the world back then. Well, he came back and he said, you know what? They all seem to practice something that's made them so successful. You know what it was? Every one of them had clearly defined written goals. Clearly defined written goals. 
Well, again, this comes from the Word of God. Write the vision, make it plain. So I want to challenge you to do the same thing because do you remember the story in the Bible where Satan came to try to tempt Jesus, try to defeat him, try to tempt him, and every time Jesus would defeat the devil, he would declare three words, it is written, and the devil would run off. Every time he would declare, it is written. We know you can get that way with your vision, with your vision board. When it looks like everything on here is hopeless, you have no indication that anything you're dreaming is ever going to happen, you can just shut the devil up by saying, it is written, and be it unto me according to my faith, and my faith believes all things are possible with God. It is written. You know, that reminds me of a story I recently heard about a young man this was in 1975. He said he had just come home from college. He's struggling with what he wants to do with his life. And so he went up to his mom's beauty shop that she owned. And he was just sitting there, just kind of killing time, just looking around. Well, all of a sudden, this customer named Ruth walked in. She saw him there. They greeted each other. He'd seen her there for years as a kid, you know. Well, all of a sudden, she said as she was looking at him, something just came alive on the inside of her. And she said, somebody give me a pen and some paper. So they did, and she wrote what she felt in her heart. Well, she handed it to him, and she said, Young man, this is for you. She said, God has something amazing in your future. Well, he opened that up, and he read it, and it said, You will speak to millions. You will travel the world and make a positive difference. He said when he read that, something just happened in him. And he said he put it in his wallet and he thought, anytime I'm tempted to give up on my dream or to think that it's impossible, I'm gonna get that out and read it. So he did for years, he carried that in his wallet. And he said every time he'd open it up, he would think, somebody believes in me. Somebody believes God has something special for my life. Well, do you know today, Denzel Washington still carries that note in his wallet. What am I saying? He had power in the fact that it is written. And that's what held him to stay focused on his dreams. Well, you can do the same thing anytime. And I'm telling you, it will happen when Satan comes against you to say it's never going to happen. But you can say it is written. So write the vision. Another point I want to make is you need to add pictures to your dreams. You know, this isn't just something for stay-at-home moms or people who just love scrapbooking or just for women. You know, everybody in my office has a vision board and we keep seeing our dreams come to pass because something powerful happens when you see those dreams in pictures. The reason why is because your mind thinks in pictures. It doesn't think in words. Well, when you add pictures to your dreams, it causes that dream to come alive. For example, you know, years ago when we started the Icing Women's Conference, I met with my coworker and I said, you know, before we launched launch this um, outreach, I said, I want my team to know what my vision is. I want them to see what I see on the inside. So I said, I don't see 20 women in a little hotel ballroom. I said, I see thousands of women in a Coliseum. So I said, can you give me a picture of me preaching to thousands of people? Well, he said to me, um, there's only one problem. <laughs> You've never preached to thousands of people. I said, well, can you make one? So he did. He went to the Joyce Meyer conference. He printed out this picture of Joyce Meyer's conference and he took little Joyce off the stage and he put little Terry. Well, then he took Joyce Meyer off the back and he put the words of my conference icing. He even put my head on the big screens. You know, he just put my head on top of Joyce's body and I'm wearing her clothes. <laughs> well, he printed this out and he said, is this your vision? I said, yes, that's my vision. 
but we laughed. I laughed, thought that was the cutest thing. Little Terry, little Joyce, you know. And I said, print several copies. I want the whole team to see this. So he did. Well, we passed it around to the team. I wanted them to see the vision. And of course, at first, everybody laughed and thought that was so cute. Well, think about this. This picture hangs on my vision board in my office. Well, my desk faces my vision board. So every day when I look up from my desk, I see my vision. Well, after you look at that for several weeks, you stop laughing. I'm not just cracking up every time I see this picture. Well, the more you look at it, it actually looks kind of real. The more you look at it, you kind of forget it's a fake picture. Well, see, there's a principle in the Word of God that you become what you behold, that whatever you keep before your eyes, it will eventually show up in your life. Well, here's a fake picture of me preaching to thousands. Here's a real picture of me preaching to thousands. You become what you behold. Whatever you keep before your eyes, it will eventually show up in your life. Well, you know, a lot of people talk about the law of attraction, you know, that, that your mind attracts whatever you keep in front of it. Well, that's Proverbs 23, 7. Whatever a man thinks in his heart, so does he become. Basically, what you think about, you bring about. But see, you have to kick it up a notch and believe that God's word is true. That if you get serious about losing weight, you get serious about paying off those debts, you get serious about saving money or starting that company or preparing your messages or getting that album recorded. When you get serious about it, I'm telling you, you're going to start breaking barriers that used to stop you in the past. But now you're so driven, you're so focused and you've got the faith to see it come to pass. Well, you know, this principle I'm sharing with you, it comes from the Word of God. It doesn't come from Napoleon Hill. It doesn't come from, you know, Bill Gates and maybe successful people you've studied. It comes from the Word of God. You know, do you remember the story in Genesis where Jacob wanted to marry Rachel? So he went to work for his uncle Laban, you know, and he said, I want to marry Rachel. And, and Jacob, or Laban said to him, he said, you can marry Rachel, but you got to work for me for seven years in order to marry her. So he worked for seven years. The wedding day comes and his uncle tricked him. He married the older sister, Leah. So he marries Leah and then he says to his uncle, he says, I really want to marry Rachel. What can I do? He says, well, you got to work another seven years. So he did. So 14 years come and go. And one night Jacob is asleep and God begins to speak to him in a dream. He begins to tell him, he said, you know, you've worked for your uncle all these years. You've served him well. It's time for you to take your wives, take your cattle, move off and start your family somewhere else. But here's the thing. He began to tell Jacob a strategy. He said, I want you to tell your uncle Laban that you demand that he give you all the speckled and spotted cows, sheep, and goat. So he did. He went to Laban. He said, I'm leaving. I'm taking my family. I'm taking all the cattle that belongs to me. He said, but I demand that you give me all the speckled and spotted cows, sheep, and goat. Well, Laban looks around the property, notices that the majority are solid colored cows. So he says to Jacob, you got a deal. Well, what Laban didn't realize was God gave Jacob a strategy. He told him, he said, I want you to go get some branches off the tree and I want you to get a knife and streak those branches, tear off the bark and make those branches look like spots. Then he said this to him, I want you to put those spotted looking branches in the watering trough. So every day when those solid colored cows are drinking water, they're looking at spots, looking at spots, looking at spots. Then he said this, when those cows are ready to give birth, I want you to hold that stick up in front of their eyes. 
while they're giving birth. Do you know those solid colored cows gave birth to speckled and spotted offspring for no logical reason other than whatever you keep before your eyes will eventually show up in your life. You know, theologians say that Jacob walked away with 75% of the livestock because of this strategy. Well, you know what I discovered just from reading that? Three principles. Number one, this was God's idea. God's the one who came up with this whole write the vision, make it plain, keep it before your eyes. He gave the strategy. Number two, it ties in perfectly with the law of attraction, which is Proverbs 23, 7. Whatever a man thinks in his heart, so shall he become. And number three, are you ready for this? You might want to grab your pen. <laughs> if it'll work for a cow, surely it'll work for us. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this, can't we? You know, so many times we complicate the gospel, we complica complicate living our dreams, but I'm telling you, God is telling you today, get serious about your future. Let's make this practical and simple. Write the vision, make it plain, add pictures to your dream, and hang on to that story. Dear Lord, if it'll work for a cow, surely it will work for you. Get serious about your future. Don't let other people talk you out of it, and let me just remind you, you have to remember, God hasn't necessarily told them what He's told you about your future. So you have to stay focused on what God's telling you to do. Please watch this special announcement and I'll be right back. Jerry, his teachings on favor, teachings on soul winning and recently I've been following him on uh, getting your harvest in has really been powerful. It has changed my mindset on how I look at things. I used to tithe and give but I never saw any results and I did not understand because I was following the word of God. Listening to Jerry and telling me harvesting is also work and I have to demand my harvest in just completely shifted my mindset. I have been doing that and I have been seeing great changes. I cannot explain it. Um, his favor, teaching on favor, I have so much favor in my life right now. At work, nobody can explain why Millie gets picked on every time for good things that come along. I am definitely a child of favor. So I just want to say thank you. He's been great. You know, there was a book that I got last year or the year before, uh, The Blessing has impacted my life, understanding that we're called to be blessed. And that book has impacted my life. I expect the blessing. I expect the favor. And if anyone knows about favor, it's Brother Jerry. And so I just watched that favor, the blessing, and now I'm expecting we've been blessed in our church now. It's been growing. Uh, the Lord has blessed us with favor, gave us a church. And, and, and uh, we couldn't get the money, but guess what? Somebody touched, God touched somebody to give us the money to buy a church. And it's, it's been a blessing. And just expecting the blessing has impacted my life. And we live by faith and not by sight. That's our slogan. Blessed going in and blessed going out. <laughs> hey, brother, we love you guys. We love Jerry. Praise God. He's been a blessing. When the vision is clear, 
the results will appear. In the revolutionary book, Dream It, Pin It, Live It, Terry Savelle Foy shares her journey of using vision boards to accomplish great things and shows you how you can too. Clarity about your dreams is the single most important step to success. Discover how vision boards work, what to do after you've made them, and the hidden key to living your dreams. Your future begins with a dream. In If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny, Jerry Savelle teaches you how to protect and recapture your dreams, what to do if your faith is wavering, and the four universal principles of bringing dreams into reality. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this two-book combo. Dream it, pin it, live it, and if Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. Find out how you can open your imagination and have that childlike faith to believe that anything is possible. Start turning your dreams into reality today. Don't you love hearing testimonies of other people who are seeing progress in their lives? You know, that just encourages me because it just gives you that hope that God is no respecter of persons. And you know, I've discovered in my life, if you really want to take it to the next level, become a partner with those who are investing in your life the most. I remember one time the Lord said that to me. Are you learning from this ministry, this particular ministry? And I said, yes. And he said, then why haven't you partnered with them? I thought, well, I've just never thought about it. So if you're being ministered to through Jerry Savelle Ministries, we want you to become a partner. Take your life to the next level. And also, we want you to get the special offer this week, Dad's book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny. And then my book, Dream It, Pin It, Live It, Make Vision Boards Work For You. This is a very practical teaching on how to get clear on your vision, how to set goals. You know, I'm always telling people to dream as big as you possibly can. Dream outside the realm of possibility. Set your dreams so big that you have to use your faith. And I want you to do that. But then I also have an entire chapter on how to set goals, goals that are more realistic. You know, if all of your goals are going to take more than 18 to 24 months to accomplish, then it's going to start to diminish your hope and your confidence, and you might even get mad at me. So I'll teach you how to set goals that have about a 50% chance of happening because when you start achieving some of your goals, it builds your faith, it builds your confidence to start going after the next one. So I even teach you how to design a vision board for your home, for your office, for your you know, business goals, whatever it is, but how to get serious about your vision board. And not only that, but what do you do once the board is up? It can't just become artwork that blends in with everything else. There are certain things that you need to do from the Word of God to see those dreams come to pass. For example, you got to speak to your vision. You know, we serve a God who gives life to the dead and He speaks of non-existent things as if they already exist. Start praising God for your dreams before they happen. So anyway, there's all types of tips and principles and you can actually get the whole vision board at terry.com. But I want you to get this special offer. Don't delay. Order now. This is a limited time. But I just believe it's going to help you get serious about your future. I believe God is accelerating things. Things are moving quicker. Joel 2.25 says that God will restore the years that Satan stole. So all those years you thought were wasted, you thought you blew it, God's accelerating things. He's going to restore that back to you. Amos 9.13 says things are going to happen so fast 
your head will swim. <laughs> I like that. So fast your head will swim. So don't delay. When God tells you to do something, do it immediately. I like what W. Clement Stone said. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. And again, we want to thank you, partners. Thank you for making all of this possible. You are making such a difference in lives all over the world. We love you so much, and we believe that you'll continue supporting this vision, supporting our ministry, and you're going to be overwhelmed at what God is going to do in your life. Again, things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next week. Next week. I like to teach people how to go after their dreams and how to get serious about even making vision boards, you know, and making vision books and things. But first of all, it begins with you and your ability to imagine your future.